and welcome to Oh What a Marvel, that countdown timer thing, that progress bar on the bottom of the screen. It's it's doing wonders, Dean. It's doing wonders. This is the podcast on the Mercury Movie Blog feed, YouTube channel. We're talking all about the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Right now we cover we are covering Moon Knight. I'm Sean. I'm I'm one of the people here, and I'm joined by Dean. Hello, hey Dean. How's Hi, it, I'm Dean. I'm the other person. Yeah, you're the yeah, other yeah, person, Dean. You're the you're the other you're the other the personality. I want to start off the show immediately. <laughs> you're by the addressing... other personality. Yeah, sure, dude. I want to <laughs> immediately address uh, your tweet promoting this episode because I think it's I think it's pretty good. Uh, you said. Won't you please grant us an hour of your night, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, for our show about a show? We promise not to miss the mark, spelled M-A-R-C. Where does your genius come from, Dean? Okay, so here's the thing, right? I got 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 those puns in every tweet so far, but mm-hmm. there's, there's there's only so much material, you know, and I can't. I was sitting here today. I'm thinking, right, what, what, what haven't I done a pun about yet? Like, but then what have I got left? Like, I'm a, I don't fit in that into something. Harrow, mm, maybe. So I was like, I tell you what, do something with harrowing, or you know, I could have done, but it, it, it felt, it, it, it didn't feel natural. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it to work. I don't know. Get it to work. I thought, I thought this episode was pretty harrowing. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. Yeah, it was right there, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna steamroll three puns into like a nice, neat little sentence or two, and that's how it works, guys. You are getting behind the scenes here, yeah. This Oscar Wildlife wordplay genius <laughs> that we have going on. I just it thought almost... it was really important to draw attention to it because it. I I saw it and I was like, man. I just, I, the poet of our generation, to be yeah. sure. But I'm out now, and, and I can't use Harrow now because we've discussed it, so I really <laughs> hope they introduce a new character for next week. <laughs> we need a new personality. Yeah. Uh, this week, talking about episode four of Moon Knight, it was titled The Tomb, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Alex Minahan and Peter Cameron and Sabir Perzada. And originally aired yesterday, which was 420. It was 420. That's a lot of writers, by the way. It it was. It is. It's a a proper TV room, TV writers room amount of amount of writers. Uh, I believe the head writer. Um, I don't have the name of the head writer for you right off the top of my head, but it's none of them. (laughs) None of them are the head writer. The head writer wrote episode one, I think. Is it the same group of writers for all the, the other episodes? Because this one feels like the most, like, single kind of, like, vision episode out of the whole bunch, to be honest. This feels really, like, cohesive and streamlined. And the so other epi- ones felt more all over the place. So episode one was Jeremy Slater. Episode two was Michael Kasteleen. Episode three was Bo DeMeo. And then Peter Cameron and Sabir Prasada were also episode three, and they did this one as well. Oh wow, that is really but, odd. But also, I don't know how crediting works. I know that this, but I know that this is important. It says Bodem, or for this episode, it says Alex Minahan and A and D, Peter Cameron, and then the second and for uh, Sabia Prasada is like the and symbol. And I'm pretty sure that using 
and spelt out versus and as a symbol mean something. Yeah. I can't tell you what it means, but I'm pretty sure like, I remember reading that that that's there's a distinction there. It's like when you see like the the actors in a movie in in the credits for a movie, and it's like starring so and so and so and so with so and so featuring yeah. somebody, yeah. and they all it's it's just like hierarchy politics, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that I think it also has something to do with amount of involvement, maybe what they worked on. I I think. I, I I'm pretty sure that there is uh there's a distinction to that, but I couldn't tell you what it is. I remember reading it once because I saw an MCU movie that had like six writers on it, and I was like, "What the fuck does this mean?" And oh, I looked man. it up. And I'm like, oh, this is all what that all yeah. what, what that all means. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then it immediately went out of my head, except for the idea that it exists. Um, all right, before we jump too deep into specifics about the episode, Dean. What did you think about it, like, overall? Um, so, I was kind of trepidatious about this one, really, because, mm-hmm. obviously, the way we left it off from last week, it's like, okay, we're not getting any Moon Knight whatsoever. We didn't exactly get a whole bunch in any of the other episodes. I'm like, mm-hmm. we're going to be delving... So, that means we're going to be delving deeper into, like, hopefully, like, the, the backstory, get more of the origin you know, kind of feel out more of these personalities and no. and, and learn, like, maybe how they, re- you know, more how, like, their relationship to each other kind of before we jump on as viewers, you know? Yeah. And we do kind of get that. Um, A I little bit. The, I do think this is probably one of the best episodes. I think this might be oh, the best episode. I, I agree. Oh, I thought this episode was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. It, despite some weird stuff at the end, which despite I kind of have the weird stuff at of, the end, I, have, I loved the weird stuff at the end. I love it, but also I do have kind of mixed feelings on it. But we we I can had, we yeah, can build up. We to can that. get there. I I had thoughts on that as well that kind of jumped around a little bit. Um, I want to start off talking about not a specific scene, but a vibe in this episode. Uh, this episode had a, had a really big like horror vibe, and I watched this episode when I got off work yesterday at like five o'clock in the is five five thirty or whatever in the evening. The sun was hitting perfectly through the window. Uh, I didn't think to close the blinds until halfway through the episode. Uh, I couldn't see shit for so much of the stuff inside the tomb. So I need to ask Ooh. you, Dean. How were the horror elements of the episode? Because I feel like they were there, but I'm not sure I saw them perfectly. Oh man, I the, do you want to talk about the vibe of this episode? I loved it. The um the horror stuff works great. Um, I I, I don't know if I got full on like horror vibe. The vibe that I was getting was much more of like a Spielberg kind of Amblin mm-hmm. entertainment mm-hmm. Okay. kind of vibe. I definitely you know, got that at, at at parts, but I think like there's a sequence, there's a sequence where they're like. Um, the one that I thought of where I was like, man, if I could see, this is probably really scary. Um, is when she's going on like the, the cliff side or like the side of the, yeah. like there's the drop. And I, I could tell by the camera movement that it was, that something was there, but I couldn't see the creature. Like, cause it would zoom in on the cracks in the wall or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're looking at something, but I can't see it. Uh, so I'm not sure what I'm looking at. But, it, but like mummies, I guess. Yeah, Zombie yeah. Mummies. I, I saw some um, mummy stuff going on, 
And eventually when like the mummy like jumps out of the hole in the wall, I definitely yeah. saw it then. But there were times where I was like, I got the feeling that I was supposed to be seeing the mummy moving around in the background and I couldn't quite because of the the, the lighting. There was, one, there was one moment where I, was, I almost thought like something was going on with my internet or yeah. my connection or something. Was it the one where I kept like, pulling her back? Yeah, she gets yeah, that was weird. into the wall and then yeah. she comes out and she gets dragged back into the yeah. wall. Then she yeah. comes out, she gets dragged back into that fucking... Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is this supposed to be funny is this are they just really it was a little funny scare over and over again it was a little scooby-doo sure. it was a little bit scooby-doo like they're all going to start running through different walls <laughs> yeah, and yeah. popping out <laughs> filing cabinets yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe it, you needed a bit of that because it other than that it was, it was a like, heavy episode it was quite heavy um especially in that that part like visually but just like just the general like you say the vibe throughout the whole episode was very um introspective and and quite harsh in a lot of ways a lot of blood so i think they nailed it really well and we still get some humor in here the humor doesn't feel out of place and mm-hmm. i think they really just nailed the um the balance between like the marvel stuff the horror stuff and between this and you know like what if and what we're seeing in the doctor strange trailer they're really getting us ready for this more supernatural and and darker stuff and and now it's just like I think by the time we get to like the end of this year, we we just won't even question it. Like this is just yeah. part of the, the the fabric of the MCU now. We're getting quite a bit of it this year, aren't we? Between this Doctor Strange and uh, that Halloween special thing that Michael Giacchino mm-hmm. is doing. Um, I can't believe Michael Giacchino is directing that. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, right. uh, uh, but I. <sighs> This episode with the horror stuff and with the the kind of the stuff inside the tomb, I've seen some people online saying that like <laughs> I saw some people online complaining that like it wasn't grand enough. Like you're inside the pyramid of as we find out Alexander the Great, and they're like, "This isn't where's the big sh- cool entrance and all this stuff." And it's like that's Hollywood Egyptian stuff. They're uh, these tombs aren't gonna yeah. have big entrances that make it very visible. Like I remember reading a what quote do they want, from a foyer. Yeah, like, like I remember reading a quote from the showrunner saying how he was really frustrated with Hollywood's depiction of like Egyptian culture and uh, like the the kind of Egyptian pharaoh tombs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this is a much more accurate and much more grounded depiction of that kind of environment. And it sounds like people were kind of frustrated with that just a little bit because they were expecting the kind of Hollywood spectacle interpretation. Of, they think they're going to get like this big, great golden hall. That they're you expecting Indiana these, Jones. These big sprawling shots. Yeah. Newsflash. You're in a fucking tomb. It's yeah. It's dark. It's yeah. cramped. Yeah. Okay. They, they had to, real people had to build this shit. Yeah. Yeah. With no electricity. And no yeah. helmet with a flashlight. Okay, <laughs> they didn't have a drill. They didn't have a power drill. You know, they had to run in there in the daytime in like ten minute intervals <laughs> and quickly stick in a wooden beam and get the fuck out of there before the mummies came out. Right? <laughs> yes, because the mummies were there. The mummies were like the foreman. They were running the operation. You build it around the mummies. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The mummies are in the walls. <laughs> You got to quickly, when you're putting up the drywall, you have to be really fucking quick because on the other side, 
<laughs> yeah, man. And then you've got a plaster. You've got to do your art yeah. in. You've got to get your yeah. spirit level. Okay, you've got to pick out your color palettes and your wallpaper yeah. designs. Very it's quick. Very hard stuff. And got you got to think about as you're building it, it takes longer to get to the end of it. And that time has to be taken into account. Like travel time inside the tomb has to be taken account into account. It's yeah. every day it's taking you're you're getting less and less time to get in there and build the yeah. thing. So it's probably getting narrower and yeah. more cramped. The first you just got to get, get the job done, you know. I mean, although I don't want to jump too far ahead, <laughs> but Harrow doesn't seem to have a problem with this because yeah. his power of just appearing <laughs> at convenient times out of nowhere is very much intact. Dude, this shot is so good. Oh, this is such a good example of he's just like got a, a leg hanging off the edge and he looks like he looks like a college philosophy professor just sitting in like a random <laughs> corner of campus just like I loved a woman once. <laughs> you know? It's like this is the tomb that nobody has explored. We have got to go in there and we got to get something that nobody has ever got. Oh, he's already here. He's here. What? And he's but he's both here and not here because they get to the end before him. But he's also just kind of chilling around. He's like, "What's going on, guys? How's it going? I'm here." Well, I did been... love. I did love that, like it was kind of a maze in the the shape of the Eye of Horus. That was cool. Yeah, but again, I don't want to be too nitpicky. This yeah. is supposed to be like some super hidden Alexander the Great tomb. Nobody even knew where this was. Yeah, and you're telling me that over all the years of archaeologists and Egyptian experts, that nobody has figured out. Oh, the the symbols, the the layout of the thing is represents <laughs> the symbols that mean the things that it relates to. And yeah. oh, it's got the symbol of the tongue, and he's the mouthpiece, <laughs> and he's Dude, the Stephen's voice. Just so I'm just real gonna stick good. my fucking arm down his throat. I that is such a leap in logic. That is there is such a far leap in logic of going. He's the voice of Ahmet. To I'm gonna stick my fucking hand down this dude's throat. That is a. That would be the first thing I thought of. Would it be Dean? Would it be the first it, thing it, you thought? The first right, thing you thought would first. be. I'm going in there, man. I'm open up. We're All going right, so I, would, I would have a little pat round the sides first. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, quickly just a nice sweep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I'm like, no, it's it, it's inside him. <laughs> uh, but your first thought is to go down the throat. Well, actually, sure. My first thought would be to get inside him regardless of the method or the means. And then my second thought after that would be, I'm probably going to go through the throat. It seems like a more dignified way to... I guess that's true. ...to, to, to excavate Alexander the Great. he breaks his throat, or not his throat, his jaw, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I love, I love how he keeps calling him Mr. Great as well. Apparently on Marvel.com, they also call him Mr. Great. When they're really? talking about the summary of the episode, they also describe... Um, <laughs> Mr. Crane. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that's a good segue into the idea of Ahmet's last avatar being Alexander the Great, which makes sense, I think. I mean, that kind of fits in the, the motif of Alexander the Great's whole thing. Yeah, for, for, yeah. for the historians out there, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's some stuff here to latch on to. Like, so you've I... got the horror stuff, you've got the history stuff, <laughs> you kind of got like. That's some romance, real great, like character interaction with the romance, and like all when you know, we kind of get straight into a um, 
We when got he full punches on himself at this point. When he punches um, himself, dude. I love that. <laughs> that was really funny. But also, do you I love think, how okay. he's honest. Do you think Mark... I, I do love how he was honest, but do you think Mark... Do you think Mark gave control back to Steven and Steven like just didn't know how to repel down and that's why he fell? Mark said if he, that if Steven touched her, he'd throw them off a cliff. Do you think Mark just kept control of the body, jumped into the hole, and then switched back mid-fall? Like, <laughs> he was just like, he was like, I told you I'd jump us off a cliff, dude. And here we go. That's pretty harsh because then he gets to just make these decisions and not have to experience yeah, the, the pain, the, the pain yeah. of, and the consequence of falling yeah. down in there. I mean, again, if you're going to be a little bit nitpicky, we do kind of play a little bit loose with the rules of like, because this whole time we built up with like the mirror thing, right? We yeah. have to look in the mirror and that's like, like the gateway. And in this episode, we kind of do a couple of different things. Like he just is able to just take over an arm. I don't think you need wants. to, I don't think you need to be in the mirror to be able to take over. I just think that's how they communicate with each other. Yeah. But also because he does on, she switch calls him. She just calls Mark and then he just comes that's, out. Yeah. It's yeah. like, if it's that easy, then why can't she just call them? When Maybe that's their relationship one? building and they're connected and they're able to like, you know, yeah. they're able to handle this better. Um, I'll talk about the kiss really quick. Cause that was a very awkward, awkward kiss, but I, I thought it really worked for what was trying to be portrayed there. Like, mm -hmm. cause she goes for the kiss and it like doesn't happen. And then yeah. I kind of cringed. When it happened, when it did happen, because Steven, like, but it's also like, because when you, when you have Oscar Isaac on screen, you're like, he's very attractive. We're going to have a, a good kiss scene. But yeah. in this, Steven Grant is, it makes sense for him to be awkward in it. Yeah, and it so does. that's like a little touch that is like, I enjoyed. I was like, oh, I like that they're not doing this big sweeping scene. And even if Stephen Grant himself wasn't, like, super awkward, it should still be awkward because, like, they are different people and she yeah. shouldn't just be, like, getting, you know, romantically sucked into this beautiful moment because that's what she's trying to do the first yeah. time and that's what yeah. you think's going to happen. Yeah. But then when he instigates the kiss the second time, you can see in her, like, in her face. and She's and like, oh, I don't... She's like, this isn't... This is weird. This is weird. Yeah. Um. Even though he smells like him. Apparently. Yeah, that was a that was a he, comment. That was a he comment. Looks like him. It's like she's mentioning that now. Yeah. Like I suppose because she's only she's only really like the last episode started to just actually believe and accept like just how this is like this. Yeah. Split personality. Yeah, she didn't really buy is it. Working. I. I I do love that the Marvel Disney Plus shows are 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 handling all sorts of romantic entanglements. In Loki, we have you falling in love with yourself, and in this yeah. show, we have what do you do when you have two personalities in the same body that are in love with the same girl? I yeah, and we get a great line as well from um from Stephen around mm. this part of the episode. Where he's like, if I it's like if I need a protein shake, I'll call you out. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was such a great intro. Just like, just call him a knucklehead. Yeah. You know, it's uh, their interactions are great. The way they, they talk with each other is just like, mm -hmm. 
it's very real. It kind of feels like a brotherly interaction. Um, yeah. We'll talk Although, more about that. You know what I would have liked? Because we don't get a massive amount of um, Mark, like, for the most part in this, like, mm-hmm. a good, like, 70% of this episode. And what, what I would have really liked to have seen is more, like, from from Layla's perspective and maybe, like, less of, like, voices Ooh. in each other's heads. I kind of would just want to see it from her perspective where we're not hearing. Oh, that would be really cool. You just see him turn and talk to himself. Yeah. It was, oh. It's a small detail, but I, I think they could, have, they could have done something with that. And maybe they will. Yeah. But it, it would have just been cool to see it from the outside um, angle a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, I'd really like to see it. that. I hope we get that before this is done. Um, so does Layla. Yeah. I God damn it. I all right, let's talk about uh Layla's father, which is can we get that can we get that picture of, of Harrow just kind of in his philosophy professor? Yeah. Harrow comes out and he then he you know he sits down and he goes, uh your boyfriend killed your dad. Uh or your boyfriend was at least in your husband. Your husband yeah. was involved in the killing of your dad. And we, we find out who. Yeah, but we found out also that like, and I had not expected it to have happened before they met. That was a detail that they. She's like, "You fucking found me because," and that's a that is such a fascinating character moment and a character decision for Mark to have made that I really need to see explored more. The idea that Mm -hmm. because I think that gives them an out for the Mark and Layla relationship and make it more about Steven and Layla, because now you've pretty much revealed that he's with her because of a guilty conscience and that he sought her out and like deceived her into this relationship. That is why he sought her out. But I don't think that their relationship was false by the way. I do think they genuinely fall in love. But I think it gives them an out. I think it gives them an out of if they wanted to not have to deal with the, Interesting question of how does it work dating three people in the same body? I think that is a an avenue to get away from that. Is you, you can, know what you it can... reminded me of is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier where you've got mm. Bucky and he's going around and he's got the list of people that he needs to make reparations yeah, yeah. when he hurt them or their family yeah. as the Winter Soldier because we still don't know this or we haven't confirmed this, but we're assuming that it was Mark who was present during that. Mm-hmm incident of the dad getting killed so for all we know it wasn't the mark personality that was there and let it happen and then you've got the element of mark is now having to like go around apologizing and Mm -hmm. making up for stuff that maybe this other potentially more violent our soul of a personality is doing so then he's running around chasing after himself basically just trying to make things okay which is then in turn got him married and everything so you know it kind of works out it's very in line yeah it's very in line with what we've gotten so far like like funnily enough that thematically feels like the biggest mcu phase four connection because i feel like that is that is um what if mark's partner is the other self i am that is a theory that i have as well but i'm not sure how it's gonna play out but my thought about this um pretty much all the marvel disney plus shows have dealt with characters 
dealing with trauma or with some sort of um, guilt or or reconciling with uh, events in the that they did in the past. I mean, WandaVision obviously dealing with the trauma of Vision's death. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier dealing with kind of the guilt and trauma with Bucky and what he did, but also the kind of Steve's gone. What do we do now? Dealing with repercussions of past actions. Loki obviously dealing with his guilt and trauma yeah. of what he's done and like and having died and 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 Hawkeye obviously with Natasha being gone. It's thematically these Disney Plus shows have all felt very in line together. Um, yeah, in a way that I really sure. loved. I I think and, it's cool that that's especially following Endgame what we're doing right now. And what what adds a different an extra layer to this as well is because you know like you say we we're, we're kind of dealing with trauma and we're kind of going more introspective. But also if you look at the overall like direction of where we're going with the MCU, which is multiverse and and a lot mm. of these alternate timelines and stuff, that mm. even even that bigger scale cosmic side of it mm. plays into that because yeah. viewing different versions of yourself or different you know sides of yourself or you know all this what if kind of scenarios is a great way to like frame you know the the ramifications of that trauma and what what it means if you take that out or if you add it in Mm -hmm. it's very um it's a wonderful life right yeah 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 um so yeah i just love how we're tying the big grand cosmic stuff into the interpersonal stuff and like you say and it's tying the themes of all of the um the different shows and potentially movies as well together which is really well if anything it's more well thought out than you know like a phase one or a phase two which when you're dealing with something as crazy as like time travel and the multiverse and all this stuff that should be when it gets like more disconnected right but somehow they've managed to use that as a way to like dive in even deeper so they you can just see the the strides that they've taken and you know in the storytelling not just from like the visual and like the action and the and just like nailing the characters, but like just really taking it to um to multiple levels. To multiple levels. There's another pun for you. And really examining and plotting out, I think, the uh the the universe or the and when I mean universe or the franchise, I guess, even because I'm thinking like like I'm talking when you're plotting out the what movies and what TV shows you're gonna do. Um, and I wonder if that'll start to fall apart a little bit in um, Miss Marvel. Uh, but even then, like Miss Marvel, kind of. I mean, I, 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 we saw that one shot in the trailer of it looked like there was like, kind of. I feel like uh, Miss Marvel is going to deal with generational trauma in some way. Uh, there was, it looked like there was like some kind of village burning scene in the trailer, mm-hmm. and my, I don't know how She Hulk would really tie into that, but maybe something with Bruce. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot about like identity, right? Yeah, and um, you're talking like and how like our trauma uh, or our past or our future, you know, kind of um, dictates who and what we are. And you're talking about like Miss Marvel. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna have the elements of like her identity is like as a mm. Muslim, and mm. then like she's idolizing a superhero like Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and then you know she's dealing with high school. So mm. it's like, how do you like rectify all of those different images of yourself and what other people view you as and also how you view other people in the world and you know trying to find like 
the peace amongst all of that. Yeah. So, I, again, She-Hulk could get a little <laughs> bit weirder for She-Hulk, but I'm sure yeah. there'll there'll be some <laughs> kind of semblance of um, connectiveness to that as well. Yeah. I got I got sure. big hopes for She-Hulk. I got big hopes. All right, I'll bring I'm, it back I'm to Moon Knight. Intrigued. Please. I was I was uh I went off on that tangent there because I was just starting to think about that. But um Beautiful. I mean, yeah, uh Mark was there when or Mark the body at least was there was there, presumably. Um that's when he acquired or or, or made the became Khonshu's avatar because actually so uh, I, I can't make the, the text pop up, but um but Josh's comment about Mark's pa- partner is the other self. He does say that he got shot by his partner as well. So mm-hmm. unless the other personality shot themselves, I, I think what this is going to be is it's going to be a different person, uh, maybe setting up a future antagonist of Moon Knight or something like that. Maybe it's going to be somebody who could pop up later wherever. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's going to be Mark's others. It's going to be the third personality who is clearly coming at this point. I, if well, they they foreshadow the third personality at the end of this episode very yeah you know, like, directly. You you could maybe miss it. Hashtag it was Dracula all along. You could maybe miss it in the the last episode. Not in this one. <laughs> Not at all in this one. It, it's there. Yeah. Um. But so I, I do still think this is where Steven comes from. But at the same time, he said, man, this is all very interesting now to me because I, I really need to see the timeline because I remember thinking that he's only been Conchu's avatar for a year. Mm-hmm. Which would then mean that they had a pretty quick relationship, him and Layla. Because if he became Conchu's avatar after all this happened, and then he met her after he became Conchu's avatar, and it's only been a year. Like that's a pretty quick. No, that can't be right. Yeah. I think he must have been gone for a year or something. I don't. I don't know. I need to look at this timeline and get it back in my head because I'm confused. Um, but regardless, I still think that's where Steven came from. Yeah, because I is think the... Mark's always had the disassociative identity, yeah. or at least from a much earlier time in his life. But I don't think the other personality has always been Stephen. Stephen's the new personality. I mm. think this other personality is the one that we've been alluding to. And then Stephen is a result of Mark having to push that other one so far down that another one who's like sprung back up, right? Like a sponge in a yeah. bathtub. Yeah. You know? Mm. So it's all. Stephen's God. only a few months old. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for this next episode because I mean this is uh, this is going to be the one where we like kind of delve into it. But um, before we get mm-hmm. into like talking about that, um, main character gets shot. Uh, Hero shoots him twice, and we have this awesome scene of him in the yeah. water. And then yeah, I mean he got shot twice. I mean this is his first time getting shot and left for dead. The, the, yeah, like, I, yeah. Presumably. But the last time he was say, well, he did get shot and left for dead in the by his partner. Yeah, but he got saved by Conchu, and Conchu's imprisoned now. Yeah, so, so like, I do have issues here. I okay. mean, I'm kind of questioning this. Like, firstly, how he's not just surviving two gunshots to the chest. I mean, maybe like he might be in like serious like 
let's assume that the the next episode he's like but then it's not like they can just wheel him onto an operating table he's in a tomb he's in a tomb bad guys they're not gonna like try and get him out and help him so i'm intrigued to see how they're going to explain mark survival or mark and steven getting shot twice in the chest but also what really annoys me is that harrow this man who's all about (laughs) divine balance and justice just fucking pulls out a Glock <laughs> and just shoots you. The scales, he already <laughs> used the scales on him and the scales did not decide that he should die. So, and if Harrow's this like religious uh, zealot, uh, why is he then going against the scales and just decided, no, you know what? I hate this guy. I'm going to shoot the prick. Fuck this guy. Bam, bam. That is a good point. It would have been more interesting to see him like, you know, but at the same time, Mark didn't Mark like kill two of his guys before then? Mark like kills some people before he gets shot. I mean, you know, self defense. <laughs> they weren't shooting. They had he attacked guns. first. They yeah, were but, yeah, but like I don't know if I don't know if I don't know how the law works in Egyptian tombs no, for the dead pharaohs. I just feel like the only reason they played it out that way is because they wanted to have that little bit of action where he no, tries to like fight the two guards yeah. because it would have made so much more sense if it was just the guard shot him, you know, and then we, we get into the last like chunk yeah. of the episode as opposed to having Harrow be the one that does it, which maybe pays yeah. off in a way later, but it still just felt out of character to me for the for Ethan Hawke. This one, Ethan Hawke. I, I just had to just name drop yeah. him just once okay, because okay, I'm okay. disappointed. Just Nate, hey, you know what? You're <laughs> disappointed in Ethan Hawke, and you have to make that known. It's important. Um, I love the shot of him falling through the darkness, and yeah, then it's pretty, good. it's pretty good. And then my favorite part of the episode is when it turns into like a '90s kids television show. And they're like clearly yeah. on that set, and then like everything happens, and then he goes, "Doctor Grant," and whatever, and it's like it's starting to be revealed. And at that point, what I thought was going to happen was this was a flashback, and we were going to see young Mark watching the show, yeah, and that that this was going to be where that personality came from, and that we were then going to continue on and show like a young Mark in like a mental hospital like as maybe yeah. a teenager or something. And then that was going to be the way, but, but no, uh, instead we start to see characters that we have seen before, or at least actors and actresses yeah. that we have seen before. And it's yeah. grown adult Mark Spector and they, he's in a mental yeah. hospital and they kind of play with this idea of, yeah. Yeah. Is any of this mm-hmm. real what's been going on? And, uh, they definitely don't play with that for long. Uh, they definitely go. No, this is not real. This is something else. I, ass- yeah. I think the question is like, I they can't play it, with it for long. If they had ended the episode, because I think it would have been a great cliffhanger <clears throat> to end on Mark in that chair and going Stephen, like like saying Stephen's name over and over again. Yeah, like that would have been a really good cliffhanger. But I think people would have been so pissed if they spent a week theorizing about what this meant and then the next week the episode opened with them being like nah this isn't fucking real this is something else but also um, are we really going to theorize on that are we really are we really ever going to 100% believe 
hundred percent. I think people would, but then are you are they really going to no, believe no, that this this is how the show is going to end? But like a casual viewer, like you think that Marvel are going to go there? I saw people wishing superhero the whole time. I saw people wishing that that's what had happened. That nothing we had seen so I far had been, been real, and I was like, that would have been very dissatisfying. That would have been very underwhelming for sure. Uh, I will say though, before they even said the name of the um, like the on-screen, yeah. like the adventure guy, just as soon as he started speaking, yeah, it was it was the Stephen voice. It, it yeah, it was the, the voice. same action. Yeah. It was the exact like, it's like that's where that guy's come from. So that was nice touch. I'm, I was even squinting at that guy, like, yeah, is yeah. that Oscar Isaac? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> um, it was so good. It was very good. And then, I i mean, we get the whole scene. He goes to talk to Harrow, and we see, like, like when, when he's getting moved around, we see characters and actors and actresses from the rest of the show. But we start to see locations, kind of, in, like, the painting of that kind of... And I was just... Like, I watched the last 20 episodes... Or 20 episodes. Last 20 minutes of this episode with my jaw just hanging open. Like... I was pretty... Yeah. I... I it blew me away, like the first time through it, and the only time through it. I've only seen it the one time, unfortunately. I want to watch it again. Um, but that whole sequence, that last twenty minutes, I like just glued to what was happening. Like enamored and Harrow's kind of like oh God. He sees like the 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 cane and even the the sandals. Like everything is so the details, right? The attention to detail and the focus on the detail is so good. And then we get out into the hallway and then it's like, oh, no, this is not real. Everything starts to go crazy. Um, we get to see Steven and Mark uh, um, on screen together. Yes. Before we get too far ahead, there's a couple of things. Okay. Firstly, I almost wish that this whole thing was in the um, in the institution was real. If only because that would mean that that bitch Donna would be where she belonged because I hated her from the first episode and that Dude, would have been very comforting. I didn't pick up on it at first. <laughs> I was looking at people. I didn't pick up that these were people from the show until yeah. uh, Layla. But I was like, God, that guy who's talking, the guy who's doing the bingo looks so familiar. And that woman looks so familiar because the guy doing the bingo is the, the statue dude. Um, oh, and, that's who it is. Okay, right, right, there. right. Yeah, it's the stat. I mean, I didn't look it up, so I don't know if maybe it's not, but I assume. Oh no, that definitely is. That's definitely the statue, dude. Um, and that's Donna, and uh, yeah. it's just oh, and then you start to put it all together, and even maybe afterwards, if it doesn't click immediately, which it didn't for me on that first watch through, um, but like reading online and like looking at screen caps and stuff, and and realizing that. But the other thing that I was going to say that was interesting about mm -hmm. this scene is that Ethan Hawke is basically playing a the same role that Oscar Isaac played in another movie that kind of did a similar thing to this little movie called Sucker Punch. Where <laughs> have you seen Sucker it? Punch? No, okay, but I've heard well, of it. The, well, the whole movie is built around like you know, like mental like breaks and like worlds within you know, like psyches yeah. within worlds within psyches. And in that movie, Oscar Isaac plays the guy that runs the mental asylum, and it's basic. And he's even got the weird little tash and everything. <laughs> so Ethan Hawke is basically doing that. 
Vanessa Hudgens. Very Legion. Very Legion. They like if anyone hasn't seen Legion and you like this This kind kind of of weird shit, yeah. Yeah, Legion is that, you know, times ten and less of the you know, the MCUE-ness to it. So if you if if you want want it serious and edgy and this isn't quite doing it for you. Go and check that out. I believe it's on. It's probably on Disney Plus now, right? Because they bought Fox, so it's probably around on on the service somewhere. I would assume so. For you guys, I think Hulu probably. I just yeah. freaked the fuck out. I don't know if you saw my eyes go really wide because my entire computer just went white for a second. Like all my browser whited out, and I was like, "Oh God, am I going to be gone? Am I going to have to restart it?" But no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you and Donna belong there, sure. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> I went. I was like, "Am I waking up? What's happening?" Uh, um. So I read online, and this is cool, uh, when they did the Steven and Mark stuff, um, that is, the the double was Oscar Isaac's brother. Yes, I, I read this. Which is very cool. I think that's a very is, smart thing to do. This is some of the best actor sharing screen time with himself stuff that I've oh ever seen. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oscar Isaac is just so good at it. And it looks really good. It's very convincing. Um, and not just because of like the way that it's shot or edited yeah. together or with the double, but because of the performance, and yeah, yeah, the, the timing of everything. It is really, really well put together. So, and they stuff. walk, they walk by that that second sarcophagus, and we're all like, "Ooh, that's now such a creepy one, shot!" Out of oh, that's such yes. a creepy shot when you just take it on its own. I don't think it feels uh-huh. as spooky played out in the show but that ooh, the fr- i love the framing of that that looks that's very so, unsettling to look at what's interesting with this is that this because the other two sarcophaguses are lying down right mm-hmm. now this one is standing up mm-hmm. which mean which makes me believe that during while this is all going on that the personality that is in that sarcophagus ooh. is the one in control because ooh, that's the one that's... standing up Oh, so that's cool. I, oh, I like that. I don't even know if Mark has been shot. Maybe that's part of the illusion that this personality is used to put those two mm. back under, right? Mm, and okay. also, it's rattling around like a motherfucker, which shows that this, that's a violent personality in there. Yeah. That, that one is, is standing up, is not being trifled with. Whoever's in that one means business. Josh, can you put that back up on screen again for a second? I just want to look at it again. Oh, that's so unsettling. That's such a creepy shot. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I just, oh, that's, oh, I don't like that, but I love it at the same time. Um, I, I then, like, if you had any question at this point whether what was happening was real or not, <laughs> if there was any thought in your mind of, like, is this real? Okay, so I believe it's pronounced. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Don't butcher uh, the culture, Sean. I'm going to ta air it. So like that. <laughs> oh my god! I, I I that thing came through the door, and I, I gotta tell you that was the most shocking part of the episode. <laughs> Well, I'm expecting another Oscar Isaac to walk through I mean, the door, yeah, right? Yeah, I, which that might be Oscar Isaac. Who knows? But you know, I, I mean, fuck it. He's playing every other <laughs> yeah. person in the show. 
Yeah, but I I was expecting Oscar Isaac, Layla, Harrow, and maybe like this other partner person. Mm-hmm. Was but not no. expecting that. Wasn't ready for that. What we get, and <laughs> you're probably not going to understand this reference, Sean. Okay, okay. But this, uh, yeah. is, this is a twi- This looks like a tweeny. You, I don't know if you had this show. Josh, throw it up. Let's go. Oh, you guys <laughs> planned this. <laughs> now it, it's the one on the far left is Bella that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is why do you have so many <laughs> why do you have it's... so many pictures because <laughs> I really wanted to do this bit Sean <laughs> <laughs> they, even, they even sound the same they have the same voice if you care enough and you want to go look up an episode of this show Wig, that's the villain. I... That's the villain. Fuck Harrow. The the big CGI battle scene at the end of this season. <laughs> we're fighting the tweenies, motherfucker. Whose voice was that when when she spoke? Antonia Salib. Okay. Uh, so no, Tarret, nobody that we know of. The hippopotamus-headed Egyptian goddess of childbirth and fr- fertility. Who acts as a protector of mothers and children? Ooh, that's that, interesting. So that means we're, you know, I don't know where that lines up, but we're going to kind of delve into like the next Wait. episode. We're going to go into the origin of Mark and like maybe like how these personalities were birthed. And, yeah, I, I mean, I assume and, so. And we set up the stuff with the mother, right? Because he's trying to call his mum. And we still don't know if the yes. mum is alive, if, if she's dead. Oh, if... yes. So I think that's got to be foreshadowing all of that stuff. And we're going to see, like, I think like what you said earlier with, like, a young Mark sitting in front of a TV, kind of get a bit more of a yeah insight into how these all, all these motherfuckers came to be, basically. Yeah, I think that's, like... I think that's this entire next episode. I think it all takes place. Okay, so he, like, I guess there's a question of like, my immediate thought is that it's in his mind that it's happening, but I mean, people online have said like maybe it's some sort of Egyptian limbo or afterlife type situation or something mystical happening. My first thought had been mental, psychological. Um, yeah, could be spiritual. I guess we'll find out next episode. But I think the whole episode takes place there, whatever it is. I think yeah. we're just going to deep dive into, like, his past, his psychology, like, everything. And I yeah, guess I, the main exactly plot will we'll conclude in episode six or whatever. Um, <laughs> who cares oh, at we'll, this point? We'll write his touch there, Sean. I know. I, I'm we'll gonna, conclude or whatever. <laughs> well, maybe the season will end. I, I, you know what? I'm unsure that Loki ended. I don't know if that ended. I mean, we're getting a second season, but I don't know if that show like ended. It kind of just like, kind of just stopped. Well, like you're worried that you're going to like wake up any minute now and you're still watching it kind of situation. <laughs> no, I just mean like, I don't think the story ended. It just kind of like stopped. Didn't conclude. Yeah. But then does any story ever really end, Sean? I'm... I'm making a nosebleed. Hold on. Here I, and in here forever. As long as, as long as, as long as, 
Why do I feel like when you say that, why do I feel like when you said that, I should have started to hear a Linkin Park song play and hear <laughs> Optimus Prime go, this is a message to all Autobots. <laughs> like The old Park. The old... <laughs> <laughs> A story never ends as long as it lives in your heart. In now, I'm coming to fuck you up. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, what I've done. You know? Like, more movies should end like the Transformers movies. Those movies are terrible. But the fact that all of them end with an inspirational speech... <laughs> from Optimus Prime and then a Linkin Park song is something that more... I don't care if Optimus Prime isn't in the movie. Optimus <laughs> Prime should show up. Give a speech at the end. That's what Marriage Story was missing. At the yeah. end of that show at the movie, if you guys... I'm about to spoil it. If anybody hasn't seen it, I'm sorry, but it came out a couple years ago. You should have seen it. But, <laughs> Dean, no! At the, I, I, at the end, when they're, when they're walking away, when he's getting in that car, right... Uh, the car should have been Optimus Prime, is what I'm saying. Anyways, you can put that back on, Dean. You can. You can I haven't seen that movie yet because it's yeah. too it's too rough for me. It's too close yeah. to home. I've it's never been married, sad. but I've I've lived the life. Okay, okay, give me a movie that I that I can I can add this analogy or this this scenario to. I need. <laughs> what can I? What's a? Come on, you got um, a, a, a snappier, dude. Come on, we got, we're burning inside time out. here. Inside out. On the in, so, end of inside out. How does inside out end? I don't remember. I don't know. She she reconciles Bing all the different it. emotions. Yeah, that's that's what I was hey, I'm trying to think of what the last shot of... Oh, okay, so at the end of it, they're all like inside looking at the new personality islands. Oh, and they're all working yes, together on a it. new expanded console. Okay, so... They're all working together on the console and they're all holding different pieces of it and it's panning across them holding different pieces of them. And then the last person is Optimus Prime working part of the console. And he's like, we have learned together that only as one can we succeed. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've, <laughs> I've taken this bit way too far, but I don't care. I want every movie to end. With just Optimus Prime giving a voiceover speech and a Linkin Park song playing. Yeah, like like Joker hanging upside down at the end of the Dark Knight, <laughs> and he's just... it just it, it like you you see Batman staring down at him, and it cuts to Joker hanging, and then when we go back up to Batman, Optimus Prime is standing behind him, and he's like, "Bruce Wayne, you've done a good job." <laughs> like. You have learned. The lesson that you have learned is that you will be doing this dance forever. <laughs> you and I, the Joker, yeah. and the Optimus Prime with the yeah. Allspark. Yeah. Okay, at the end of A New Hope, when they're all standing with the medals, after his prime just shows up, he's got a medal. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm... Yeah. Optimus Prime gets a medal and Chewie doesn't. Like, what's the bullshit? <laughs> at the end of Endgame, when they're at the funeral, when they're at Tony's <laughs> funeral, Optimus Prime is just standing there. He puts his hand on Pepper's shoulder to oh, comfort man. her. Have you seen that Twitter account that does um, Paddington Bear just <laughs> photoshopped? into movies can we yeah. please get one of those but it's just optimus prime at the end of every movie yeah yeah that's like i've seen videos of people that add ocean man 
to the ending of every <laughs> to every movie. And like, so one of them is the end of uh, Last Crusade when they're riding off on the horses, and it's like. <laughs> Like like Indiana Jones like like India like fucking they they like kick the horse into motion or whatever and it starts to gallop and you just hear Ocean Man take me by the <laughs> hand like whatever. <laughs> it's and so Optimus good. Prime is riding on Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> what's oh, your man. what's what's your big prediction for next week? What are we gonna see? Give me something <laughs> well, aside there. from the obvious. <laughs> Yeah, give me something out there crazy that we're going to see next week. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, what is there to, to predict, really? Like you say, we know we're going to get the... I want um... something that's definitely not going to happen, because I think we all know what's going to happen next week. What's something crazy? Okay, crazy is that we start the episode from the perspective of not mark or steven but another personality that will get revealed to us through the scene okay we're gonna like we're, we're in we're their point gonna, of view well we're just gonna we're gonna start the episode with like a younger oscar isaac oh, okay. right? and we're just gonna assume oh, that okay, okay we're getting the mark origin or, or whatever yeah and then as as it plays out he's gonna start acting like weird and out of character and then we're gonna realize that we're actually seeing this third personality before we kind of then double back on ourselves and then explain how it all fits in together. They've got, they've got to make an entrance, right? You've got a third Oscar Isaac. You've got, to, you've got to use that shit. How many, how many things have you ever seen with three Oscar Isaacs in there? I've never seen a single thing with three Oscar Isaacs in it. And I think I wish I could be the thing exciting. with three Oscar Isaacs in it. That's all I'm going to say people. So my prediction, my scene that's going to happen is throughout the episode, we're going to be learning, of course, but things are going to be kind of weird, like something's interfering. You know, Mark is on this journey of self-discovery or whatever, but like something's reaching in and like we hear like, you go, oh, wake up and stuff like that. Okay. You know, like yeah. that voice, that specific voice is like, 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 Mark, we need you back. Like that kind of voice is kind of like in the, and then we're in some big like white room. And Mark, Steven, and the third personality are in there and, like, a mental projection of horror or some shit is in there. And he's like, you need to... He's, like, he's like making them choose the wrong choice. And then we just hear, yeah. Mr. Spectre, you should reconsider. And the camera turns around and Mahershala Ali as Blade is standing there. <laughs> and he's like... He, like, helps him and whatever. And he, like, helps him make the right choice. And then we just... We cut to Mark... You know, he takes a deep breath. He lurches out of the water, and standing above him is Mahershala Ali's blade and Kit Harrington's Black Knight, and they're just—they're there for the finale. And speaking of finales, after the three Oscar Isaacs money shot me, you hear Optimus Prime. <laughs> All right, Dean, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> it's got to end. You, we got we to gotta burn this thing down. This cut out this cancer, okay? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at DeanLewis2099, and you can find me on this channel. You can find me on Instagram. I don't think that's DeanLewis2099, but I am on there. 
<laughs> you could you gotta search for it. You've got you gotta search for me. You've got <laughs> the Oscar for, Isaac for, for, team for the uh, for the Oscar Isaac that was inside of you all along. Yeah, you gotta yeah. We all have one. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Uh you guys I everything I do is in my Twitter bio there. Uh this show at movie blog Merc on Twitter or on this YouTube channel. We are live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern talking about Moon Knight right now and yeah. whatever, I guess. Um, right, last, time, last time, uh, Josh had a had a plug screen. I don't know if that still exists, but you should probably throw it up if it does. Uh, if not, anchor.fm slash hold on. Anchor.fm slash movie blog Merc. It's See, here's the thing. Josh is good at what he does and actually gets these handles to match. I can never do that. My handles never match anywhere. I'm just yeah, bad same. at what I do. I don't even know my own Instagram. Does it even yeah. exist? It, it's, it's, the, it's the Stephen Grant to my Twitter's Mark Spector. All right. <laughs> Catch us next week, guys. Next Thursday. Other shows on this channel. Check them out. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>